good afternoon. It is 5.38. It's Thursday, September the 30th. And of course, as we have been acknowledging throughout the day here today, it is the first ever National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. So with that in mind, I'm very happy to be welcoming to the program now Murray Rankin, he's the Minister of Indigenous Relations and Reconciliation here in the province of BC. Minister, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to come into the studio here. Oh, my honour. I'm delighted to be here. Well, uh, first things first, I just wanted to get you to kind of take me through your day here today. Obviously, you came here to Kamloops because of, basically, this is ground zero, right? To Kamloops, to Shaquetmik, and the Kamloops Indian Residential School site is really where, not the story began, but that's really where it started to make waves across this country. I so, think you're totally right, and I, I was invited here when I was here in August to meet the council, to meet... Uh, Cookie Casimir and her council, they invited me to come back here this day, and of course I jumped on the opportunity because for exactly what you said, the, the findings at the residential school, the 215 children who didn't come home, really shocked our nation. And I know that Indigenous leaders will tell you that they've been saying this for, for years. There's nothing new. It was in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission report that uh, Senator St. Clair did. So that's not a, it shouldn't be news to Canadians, but I have to tell you, I think you'd agree that... Uh, the findings really shocked the conscience of our country and mm -hmm. led to change, I hope, that will be lasting. Yeah, well, I mean, that change, of course, is very much ongoing, and we definitely have a lot of work to do. Uh, how do you think being in attendance at, at like, a ceremony you had today um, really helps uh, to change the picture, the way you perceive maybe our, our own history that maybe you didn't learn about until recent past here? Yeah, I, I have acknowledged that publicly, like many people of my generation, I simply did not know the history of residential schools. I'm happy to be in a province now where a child cannot graduate from our schools without knowing that history. We're all coming to terms with it, and I hope that the findings here, tragic and horrific that they were, will lead people to say, we've got to do better. Uh, Canadians have to sort of work together, we have to hold each other up and uh, try to put this, this, this dark chapter of our history to, to, to a good use, to be able to say, okay, that is our history, we now have to come, we have to look it in the face, but we have to say, in light of that, how can we do better uh, as Canadians? So when I was there, in, uh, uh, in, there at, with all of these survivors and their families and support uh, in place today, it was extraordinarily moving. And I, I just felt so pleased that I was able to be there and speak on behalf of British Columbia and say to the survivors that we are committed to doing better. Our province is going to step up and be allies because that's what they ask us to be. Do you find it at all challenging? Because I do myself on a day like today where I feel like there should be something I'm supposed to be doing. But really, it's not about what we're doing. It's about stopping and listening and, and hearing what other people are saying. And sometimes I struggle with saying, what should I be doing? But maybe it's not what I should be doing. It's what I shouldn't be doing almost on a day like today. I, I think what you're doing is exactly what you should be doing. Here we are in your studio. We're both wearing orange shirts. We're saying to the community that we get it. We, we, we symbolize uh, the non-Indigenous community that recognizes that we have a role to play, a centrally important role to play. And here you are, what are we talking about? We're talking about our acknowledged need to do something, to not just use words, but to recognize actions are required to deal with the pain and suffering that people have long endured. And we see that trauma. You know, people say this isn't a history lesson. It is in part, but it's an ongoing trauma that residential school survivors and their families, 
There is such a thing as intergenerational trauma. Our government has stepped up with some funding to ensure that those people who provide support, such as the Residential School Survivors Society and others, have the funds so that Indigenous people who understand this reality can hold up and support other Indigenous people who are going through, no doubt, re-traumatization as a consequence of this of these horrific discoveries. So what you're doing in helping explain and making sure the broader community understands and maybe on their own reflects on what they can better do, I think is exactly what you should be doing. And I'm very grateful for your for your concern and your support. Yeah, well, I've I been you know speaking to members of the Indigenous community today, and it's definitely... Um, Difficult sometimes to hear some of the things they have to say, but also important to listen to those difficult things, right? Uh, what what have you taken over the past like four and a half months here since we we learned about the discovery at the Kamloops Indian Residential School? Like, what have you taken over those last four and a half months that you could potentially take back to the legislature to help with this reconciliation process? I guess I've taken a sense of urgency. I I, I have not. I have had so many conversations with. Uh, survivors and their families who've broken down and, 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 and told me, often in tears, just what has this has meant to them. And it was so much today that that you couldn't listen to uh, with an open heart and not be uh, moved by. Uh, I mean, we have, a, as a nation, we have to come to grips with this. And so I, have ta- I take that on board and I say to myself, how can I, as Minister of Indigenous Relations, in a government that is totally committed to this journey of reconciliation where every ministry has in their minister's mandate letter this notion of the need to address reconciliation head on what can i do as as one minister and i take i take um, what I learned today that, that at an emotional level to heart. And I'm thinking, well, we have an action plan that we are putting together to implement the various things that we, we are required to do, having passed the Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples Act into law in our province. And I stress passed by a unanimous legislature. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a partisan issue. This isn't one party proudly saying, you know, against another party, you know, we get it and you don't. It's entirely different. This is what is so important and solidifying here. We have the support of our province. All of the representatives of the province stood in unison with Indigenous leaders there to bear witness that we are committed to a different path. So my role, and I take it very, very seriously, is to support that, to make sure that that isn't just words, that we have concrete things we can do over a period of five years. But so far, we're, cons- we're still consulting with Indigenous peoples, thanks to the floods and the pandemic and uh, the fires, fires, especially in this part of the world, people have not been able to plug in as much as maybe they had initially, we expected when we first brought the draft report out. But now we have people plugging in uh, their own thoughts. And so far we have 79 specific, concrete actions that every ministry and every Crown Corporation's committed to doing. So I just want your listeners to understand that this isn't about words. We are way past words. We are now talking about what can British Columbia do to step up and improve the lives of Indigenous people, far too many of whom are incarcerated, far too many having had social Mm -hmm. problems that we know, but are the consequence often directly linked to what we're talking about, residential schools and the experience that they or their parents or their grandparents have. And we have to be, we have to stand with them and support them and learn from them. And as you put it earlier, we have to listen to their stories because from that 
we'll understand how we can work together better in the future. You mentioned the consultation process that has been going on. Um, have you received any specific asks or requests for anything, you know, tangible, I suppose, from those that you've, you've spoken with at this point? Many, many. Like, we have outcomes in education that aren't as good as they should be. We all know that. Well, what can we do about it? Well, Minister of Education has in the action plan, and I encourage your uh, your listeners to uh, go and, and, and mm-hmm. online and find out. You'll see the specific draft plan, at least, uh, where the ministry is agreeing uh, to support these these particular actions. That's one. Education is, is key. Uh, changes to the child welfare system. So we don't we don't yeah. traumatize people all over again by taking their children away. And uh, that that is one of the things I've heard loud and clear. Um, the over-representation of Indigenous people in penal institutions is, is just not acceptable. There are eight times as many women per capita that are Indigenous than non-Indigenous in our prisons. How can that be? How can that be? How can we live in a society where we know that to be true? So we have to find reforms. And our government has a uh, Indigenous justice a strategy that is underway. A former Chief Doug White is leading it. And I think there's some significant and positive things that will come out of that. It's going to take time. We also have to, to, we have to talk about racism. We yeah. have to acknowledge that we live in a society where there still is anti-Indigenous racism. We had evidence of that in the health system and Mary Ellen Trapel Lafond, a former representative for, for youth and children, was involved in doing a report called In Plain Sight that documented the specific incidences of racism directed at Indigenous people. And our government called it for what it is. We acknowledged that there was racism and we now have to, t- as part of our action plan, deal with that. And there is institutional racism in other parts of our society. And I think we start by acknowledging that and we try to figure out, okay, what can we do yeah. about it? I know there, there's so many times, I mean, you talk about the racism that's entrenched sometimes within the, the health system and, and you mentioned like birth alerts and that's something we just got rid of in the last couple of years. Exactly. I mean, how, how is these things still going on in 2020 um, and yet somehow we're sometimes very much oblivious to these types of things going on, aren't we? That's absolutely correct. And I think the more we learn as Canadians, as British Columbians, about the reality that uh, our Indigenous neighbours are, are living with, the more I think we can, uh, we all are going to demand change. And I feel as a government that's committed to that, to making those changes, very proud that we're at this point in our time, in our history, where I think we're finally ready to grapple with it. And I want to go right back to the residential school here in Kamloops. Um, I believe that that horrific discoveries, uh, this horrific discovery will have has led to a sea change in the non-indigenous population of Canada. I believe that people are suddenly finally have woken up to this reality, a reality that many of us didn't know about in the past, let's be honest, and suddenly are 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 saying how can this be? We've got to make significant changes. So to be an optimist and I always want to <laughs> be an optimist and leave your listeners with a sense of optimism, we are at the right place at the right time. We have, uh, Canadians have, a, a, have big hearts. They want to make a change. As one of the councillors today said, one of the Tecumlips to Shwepmek people uh, on the leadership said, you know, there are good people out there. We're committed to change. And with love and hope, we can do the things that we all know need to be done. And I, I'm, I believe that we're ready to make that change. So I want to leave you with that positive belief because I think that really is where we are in our history. And let's just get it done. It should have been done so long ago. Absolutely. 
Minister, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming to Kamloops and then also, of course, coming into studio with me today. Really, Thanks really, very much. Really, really appreciate it. I really appreciate it as well. Thank you. Awesome. That's uh, Minister Murray Rankin, Minister of Indigenous Relations and Reconciliation here in the province of BC.